0: Hi, it's Lorena, and this is the Be BBC Being Awesome podcast. Hi, guys. How are you? This is Lorena Costa here today again with you, and today I have a special guest. His name is Adam Posner. And many of you know him from before. He's been in, active in the platforms since 2006, but recently he shared a video where he stand up for himself and tell Gary Vee, I made it. Hi Adam, how are you?
1: Lorena, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: It's my pleasure. So tell me, you've been for 15 years on marketing and advertising.
1: Yeah, my story is interesting. So real quick, just to bring your audience up to speed. So I'm a born and raised New Yorker, something I take a ton of pride in. And I always knew since school that I was gonna get into marketing and advertising. And that's exactly what I did. I had a couple of amazing internships and that parlayed into a career in marketing and advertising. So I worked my first 15 years for great brands like American Express, Sirius XM, a bunch of different ad agencies in New York. Uh, and then about five years ago, I landed my, what I thought was my dream job working at VaynerMedia for the, for the great Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'll be honest with you, Lorena, um, you know it, it, it didn't go that well. Uh, you, know, you go in for interviews and you think the job is great and everything and you get hired. But then when you start there, something's not right. Maybe the fit isn't right. Maybe you're on the, not the right type of accounts. Maybe you weren't set up for success. And I'll be honest with you, I had some personal things going on in my life that I let affect me and I let these negative feelings affect my performance at work. And ultimately I did not do Lorena what they hired me to do and I lost my job.
0: So Adam, do you take a hundred percent responsibility for what happened?
1: Well, I take, I take responsibility for how I handled certain situations there that caused things to go in a downward spiral. But at the end of the day, yes, absolutely. It was I had an opportunity to fix it, and I didn't fix it, I didn't course correct. And you know, the other side of it as well, too. You know, I had some things going on in my personal life that I really let affect me, and I wasn't in the right mindset at that time to better myself.
0: This sometimes happens. You could be in the right place, but in the wrong time. That happens to me a year ago. I get a promotion. I was so excited to get that promotion because this is something that I really wanted. But when they give me the promotion, I wasn't in the right moment for me. And what happened is that sometimes your mind is not, your mindset is not there anymore. And when you lost that shift, you can't take it back because it's not for you anymore. So you need to move on for better things. I always think that anything better is going to happen.
1: That's that's so true. I mean, mindset mindset is everything. You know, we just yeah. bought a house at the time, and we were dealing with these crazy construction issues. And I just was not my best self, Lorena. I was not bringing my A game to the table, and I felt it. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that anybody's been in a position where they know they're not performing, and they know their job is on the line. It's not going to come as a surprise if you get let go. Now, listen. That's not to say that there are circumstances with downsizing and companies losing money and closing shop where people get let go. But for the most part, I think it's safe to say you have to have that self-awareness. If you know you're not performing and you're having those conversations with your managers that you know you're, you're not doing your best job, I mean, it, you're not being blindsided there.
0: I completely understand what you're saying. This happened to me last year. And, you know, just a month and a half later, I just went to say, I'm sorry, but I, I just can't take it anymore. You know, my, my sister just passed it away. My mother was dealing with depression because of the loss of my sister. My daughter was dealing with all these emotions in my house. And I just wasn't ready to get another responsibility. As a human being, you have to say sometimes, this is not for me right now. Even though that involves more money, involves more responsibility, or even involves a better position in your job. But for me, it was my family first. And I completely understand.
1: Exactly. And, and that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I, I tell my story all the time, you know, I got let go um, and HR did it just for the record. Gary wasn't the one who actually came in and, and you know, fired me. It was HR that handled it. But I always had a good relationship with Gary and, you know, we connected on many levels. So after the deed was done, you know, the HR, you know, Gary came into the room and we had this heart to heart and Lorena I keep saying it, and you know, the video's there. He said to me, he goes, Adam, you know, at this stage in your life, you know, I was 35, we just bought a house. My daughter was three at the time. He's like, you, know, you gotta stop focusing on all those things that you suck at and double down on your strengths. And we sat there and we talked about what I'm great at. And you know, all signs pointed towards recruiting. And you know, at the age of 35, I pivoted careers and I jumped into recruiting.
0: That's awesome. So talk to me about it. What is what you recruit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's also interesting for the audience to say that you know, you're know you never too old. If, if you don't like what you're doing, you live once. You have mm-hmm. one shot at this life if you don't like what you're doing. And it was a real moment of self-awareness and introspection, uh, Lorena, because I, I felt like I wasn't good and I didn't have the passion for what I was doing for the last 15 years and you know i was like i gotta change directions i gotta make a change here i gotta take a you know a chance on myself and i gotta bet on myself so before i even started you know at, at my first search agency i did my due diligence i went back and i have a tremendous network and i spoke with so many recruiters and i learned as much as i could about the industry Without ever stepping foot in it. So I had a little bit of a preview of what I was about to get into, but until that first day of recruiting, you know, day one, I was a rookie, you know, brand new job. Um, it was scary. It was really scary. And I had to learn a new profession at a, at a you know, uh, at 35 years old. And it was tough, but I, I jumped right into it. And I think that I excelled at it pretty much out of the gate because I had 15 years of professional experience in recruiting for roles that I worked in. I mean, I recruit for digital marketing, I recruit for account management, strategy, social marketing, UI, UX, all roles that I've either been in or I've worked with people directly. So I knew the right questions to ask.
0: If you think that you're gonna be a good writer, that you're gonna be a good coach, that you're gonna be a good nurse, that you're gonna be a good marketer, I mean, just go for it. If you believe in yourself, the anything
1: you want. And that's and that's where it starts. The, the the big takeaway for me is self-awareness, right? And being and being true, being true to myself, like not faking it, not not pretending to be good at something I wasn't just to have a job. Right. But and and pretending that I enjoyed it. I hated it. You know, there, there was times when I dreaded the work that I was doing, and I knew deep down inside, and, and I really believe this, Lorena, you know, life happens, you know, for us and not to us. And yes, that moment was terrible. Yes, I lost my job, but I wouldn't be in the position I am today, you know, my own company, having the lifestyle, financial success that I have now, if that moment didn't happen.
0: So I agree with you, this happens to me, and, and sometimes you have to leave that life behind to discover the new one, you know? And sometimes you scream, sometimes you curse, sometimes you blame, sometimes you depress, you, sometimes you get anxious, you know, but in the end of the day, the biggest door is just in front of you. We need to trust the process.
1: We need to trust the process and slow down and listen, things happen. And you know what? I mean, Gary even said it. He's like, it was, it was one of his toughest firings because, you know, I really had such great relationships with him and the team. there, So much to the point that like, there's still some of my closest connections. Now, I'm interviewing Claude Silver next week on my show. I mean, how many people get let go from a job and have these type of relationships? And that goes back to something that I preach. like, Just be super mindful about not burning bridges. You know, understand why you got fired. You got fired because you weren't great at that job. The company didn't do anything. Because you suck. I sucked (laughs) at that moment. I mean, listen, like there was, I mean, it's true. I'll be honest with you. There was parts of that job that I was great at. I had some, a couple of great wins, but there was other times when I was not my best self and I was not doing what they hired me for.
0: You weren't with the right mindset, Adam. And those uh, things affect your performance. And this is very important to listen because when we are not in the right mindset, things don't change for us. Just, things will stay, 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 stay. And if you don't switch your mindset to a positive mindset, it's just uh, it's not going to happen. So tell me something. You build your own company, Right.
1: I did. So, a uh, quick story on that one. Uh, about a little over two years ago, I was working for a, a search firm. I was a, a contingency recruiter and mm-hmm. I was working for a search firm. And I came home one night and I was talking to my wife and I said, you know what? Like, this isn't right. This is not the right place. These are not the right type of people that I want to be working with. And she said, you know what? Why can't you just do this on your own? And it literally took 30 seconds, Lorena, when I said, you know what? Screw this. I am going out and I'm going to launch my own company. And that was the day that NHP Talent Group was born.
0: This is totally amazing. I believe that when an idea comes to our mind and stretch it, you can't take it away.
1: No, and and the mindset that I'm in now, it it triggered the, the minute that I incorporated and launched my LLC, my entire mindset changed because I am my own boss. I am ultimately responsible for my success and failure. And I have a zero failure point right now right? Everything that I do is for my family. It's to build this business and ultimately build this legacy and show my kids by leading by example, you know, what their father is really made of.
0: And also this job allows you to be a dad, right? You tell me that you live on your calendar because you take your daughter to the ballet, you go to the play dates, you go to the ice creams, you spend time with your family, which is the most important thing. And I'm so happy that you're doing this because what is the meaning to having a family if you're not going to spend quality time with them right
1: Exactly. Now? And it gives me the flexibility too. I, I'm able to start my day early. I'm able to manage my calendar. I put my kids to bed and I go back to work. You know, I, I limit my commute to the city, which has added three hours of productivity a day and just financial success. And it's all falling into place. But let me be very clear about this. This takes serious work every single day and everything is predicated on relationships, long-term relationships from a biz dev perspective. Uh The clients that I have now have not fallen into my lap. These are years and years of relationships, referrals, you know, positive referrals and recommendations from people.
0: So let's go back to 2006, Adam. From 2006, you are building those relationships?
1: Yeah, it's so funny. And this is crazy, too, because LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn's 2005. So I was working at SiriusXM at the time in digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And one of the big roles that we had was to be on top of every major emerging platform. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had to test it out. And then LinkedIn comes on the scene. And I was like, whoa, this is a business platform. I could connect with people. And really start to grow meaningful relationships that are not the Facebooks and the Instagrams of the world. So
0: you were building your personal brand since then?
1: So in the sense that we're talking about right now, you know, the true personal brand really came about. I mean, I always had a voice on LinkedIn. I was always talking about my job, my career search. When I was in between jobs, I would talk a lot about digital trends, emerging technologies, all that kind of fun stuff. But in the true sense of having my own company was about two years ago when I actually launched my own company.
0: Okay. And how has it been?
1: It's been a journey. It's been a lot of testing and learning and evolving on the LinkedIn platform, everything from video to images to launching my podcast about a year ago. And I think the real switch for me was about a year ago when I launched the podcast, because I was able to utilize my network. My Lorena, my network is my net worth. This podcast is my canvas. If I go back and look at my connections, which I'll say close to 10,000 at this point, they are real connections. These are just not accepting everybody that you know, comes through. These are people that I've worked with, candidates that I've worked with. And I could go back and I could tap into that network. And that's my canvas. And that's what I want to bring to you know, my personal brand, to my podcast. I want to showcase these amazing professionals that I know and have a relationship with and add value to the community on LinkedIn.
0: This is what I'm doing right now. My podcast is not for celebrities. My podcast is not for people who is very well known. My podcast is for people who wants to be here, you know, who wants to talk, who has a voice, who has a story to share and who wants to inspire others. That's why I invite you.
1: And I got to tell you learn how much I appreciate you sharing my story. That means so much to me because you're doing it for pure genuine reasons and I think that goes back to authenticity. Authenticity is attracted to authenticity and I think that any real person could could smell out you know the fakeness and, and smell out the bs and I think you know we're, we're drawn to each other because of like-minded common values
0: we were interacting we were talking and then I say hey you know I want you to be part of my tribe and I want to be part of your tribe and that was just amazing amazing I love it
1: it means so much because you know that story is my story. And some people are like, oh, you're just using Gary Vee. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this is a real story. I mean, look what, look what happened you know, in, in the last five years and, and, and you know, him sharing that story in front of 5,000 people at LinkedIn's biggest conference of the year. But most importantly, you know, I'm sharing that story because I want people to feel inspired. And I want to sure. inspire through actual events that happened to me, right? To see that, hey, listen, when you're at your lowest and, and things suck and, and, you, and you feel you've hit rock bottom, you got to dig down inside and find that tenacity and really look to your North Star to pull you up when you're at your lowest. And at the same time, Lorena, you know, like right now when things are great, like showing gratitude, you know, looking up to the sky and saying thank you for of course. You know, this life that has happened for me.
0: This was for you, Adam. I mean, you need to understand that everything that we're going through our life is, is because of for a reason. You know, it's for a reason and we just have to embrace it, take it and move on. And maybe that time, uh, you know Adam, when you were going through all these things after you lost your job, many things came to your mind. I mean, I'm a single mom, and I am the one providing for my family, so I, I just can't imagine what went through through your mind with a new baby, with your wife, with a new house, the mortgage, the food, the car, no job. I mean, I, I just can't imagine what went through your mind. But I believe that that moments of adversity is what makes you stronger. And look where you are you at right
1: now, my friend? It's it's a callus, Lorena. It's a callus that that grows on you, where every punch that you take makes you stronger. Every failure is a step in the right direction. Um, and I think especially in the world of recruiting, because recruiting, I mean, listen, recruiters get a bad name out there, but there are so many good recruiters like myself and others that really, you know, advocate on behalf of our of our candidates. You know, we really look out for them. And in the same breath, also, we're really. You know, developing those strong relationships with our clients to really understand the 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 type of you know person that excels in their company.
0: So, Adam, tell me one thing: why do you think that the world do not trust recruiters?
1: Hey, that's easy. There's so many bad recruiters out there that give us good recruiters a bad name. They're ghosting candidates. They're submitting them to jobs that they never said they wanted to. They're you know BSing them on salary. You know, there's so many bad recruiters out there. Because they don't understand what it really means to be in talent acquisition. It's a relationship game, and they're only concerned about the transaction.
0: Yeah, they are not mindful.
1: No, I mean that's. I mean that's really the key to my business is relationships.
0: So, how are you establishing right now your personal brand on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, the people throwing around the word authentic, authentic authenticity, but really that's the, the 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 bedrock of my entire brand, right? It, it's my story. It's who I am. It's being as real as possible. And I'll be honest with you too. I would say that you know. My, my, my personal brand is not all me. I think that there's a big piece of me that I keep for my friends and my family. My personality shines, my emotion shines, but I think it's important to keep certain things, you know, you know private to the family. So I built it on who I am. I, I don't hide my feelings. I don't hide my emotions and I tell it how it is. So you don't share everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a side that everyone should keep. And I believe there's also a comfort level. I never yes. push somebody to be more personal than they want to be. I think that everybody mm-hmm. has a certain comfort level where they feel okay sharing.
0: What do you think you shouldn't be sharing while you're building your personal brand?
1: That's that's a really good question. Um, I think you wanna be as open as you can without opening up Pandora's box, right? I think that there's certain elements of, <laughs> right? I mean, listen, we, we all have, have passed. I mean, everyone oh has, my god! skeletons in the closet, but really just try to be as mindful as you can, um, you know, when sharing on the platform.
0: So let me ask you again. <laughs> What do you think you shouldn't be sharing while you're building your personal brand?
1: I've gone back and forth on this. So I really, you know, I started out with not really sharing on, on, on LinkedIn, you know, my kids and my family. And then I kind of moved into this world of not overly sharing them. But when I built this story around Gary Vee, they were such, my family were such an integral part of that story to give the perspective and the full context of my mindset at the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. important to understand when I got let go, I was married kid just bought a house. So many things that so many of your listeners can relate to and how scary it is. I mean, I was a brand new homeowner and I got this, you know, huge mortgage on my shoulders and questioning everything I was doing in my career. How am I going to provide for my family? I mean, these are real life stresses that so many people are in the same. Of course. And I felt that was important to share at that time, to share my family, to show those pictures, but I'm not putting out my family every single day on, on, on LinkedIn. That's for other platforms, for Facebook, for Instagram.
0: This is the beauty about LinkedIn. It's like, even though there is content that is not for me, and maybe my content is not for them, everybody has their own audience.
1: And this is the nicest thing about it. To each their own. Honestly, Lorena, you know what? Like, I'm kind of overjudging people. I did that for a while, and it just hurt my head and hurt my soul, right? I Like, you know, there was a point of me about a year ago on this platform where I was I saw all these new people coming on board and they were just producing all this content that wasn't adding value. And I was getting all upset about it. I go, you know what? You do you. You do you, boo. Do you. Go, go do what works for you. I'll do me.
0: Everybody goes wherever they like it and they find their own tribe. And, you know, maybe people who like to post about cats, about cows, about food, about whatever. I, I even saw a, somebody who's coaching for dating on LinkedIn. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, you find your own tribe, but I also encourage people to get out of the echo chamber. I mean, the way the LinkedIn algorithm works, you know, if you're engaging, engaging is awesome. I mean, we've all seen it. We all know it. That's a way to succeed on this platform, but try to spend a little bit of time, you know, like you did with me, like we found each other, you know, we found each other. We weren't connected. Our tribes weren't connected. And now we engage in each other's content and it's opening up a new perspective. And another little tip that I've been doing, if I, I'm really trying to clean up my feed. If I see people whose content, you know what, I just don't find that much value in it. I don't disconnect from them, but I'll unfollow so I don't see their content. And Um, I'm now populating my feed. All this new stuff is coming into my feed, and it's awesome.
0: You Listen, you think different because you come from another place. You come from the the marketing perspective. You come from a place where you create. You were doing a lot of nice things, and suddenly you see somebody who is not bringing value to you. But whatever is valuable for you may not be valuable for somebody else. So you know this is this is completely acceptable, and this is part of being diverse. You know, so there is things that I don't like, but not because I don't like them. I'm just gonna make them fuchi and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't want to talk to them. You know, everybody has their own little heart.
1: Yeah, and and let's talk about that for a second too. I mean, I see so many people that's dropping, yes, I agree, awesome, totally cool. Like, do you wanna just see and hear your own voice and see that you commented? Like, try to add some value to a conversation.
0: Many people hire copywriters because they don't know what to write. They don't know how to put together a content. They don't know how to express what they want to say. You know, And, and, and that's okay. I mean, if this is the way that you want to brand yourself, do
1: it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that that shouldn't scare people away because everybody has something to say. Everyone has a point of view. And I think so yeah. many people are scared because they're intimidated by these you know, big content creators out there by putting out these fancy videos with all the effects on it. If you have something to say, say it. I promise you, if you're adding value, you're going to attract like-minded people who want to engage with you.
0: And listen, Adam, every time we get out of our comfort zone, magic happens all the time all this is all the time
1: yeah I mean that's a that's a big one right there I mean you know people throw around that cliche you know being be comfortable being uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. I think we have to push ourselves to different limits push ourselves one step one percent start there start one percent and do something you know have a conversation with somebody online at Starbucks right talk to a total stranger Find out what's going on in their life. Like do something you wouldn't normally do and and watch watch that door, watch that gateway open.
0: So Adam, did you gather in LinkedIn locals, you know, meetups, events in your area?
1: Yes, I am in the early stages of putting together a LinkedIn local in Long Island. Um, I'm not going to give away too much details. Yet I'm coming. I'm coming. You're more than way. welcome to come. It's a little cold in Long Beach in January when we're doing this. But you know what? I'll tell you something. The ocean is really beautiful with snow on the beach. It's pretty cool, actually, <laughs> to come check it out. But uh, I think it'll be a little bit colder for your uh, your warm Floridian blood.
0: We're going to be in New York City in March because we're going to go see Simon Sinek.
1: He's someone who I follow a lot because he... he He's logical, he's intelligent, and he's, you know, he tells it how it is.
0: Adam, what's a pleasure to have you on the show. If, you know, I really enjoy talking to you. I'm happy that we are connect and that uh, we are part of our tribes.
1: Likewise, you thank know? you so much for having me on. Of and again, course. you know, I preach to everybody here and I think this is why we're aligned, you know, taking your online connections offline, having those real conversations, you know, just just find 15 minutes. You know, and if someone says they don't have 15 minutes, that means they don't care. I'll be honest with you. I think everyone, we are all busy. We all have things going on, our full-time jobs, our personal brands, our side hustles. But if something's important to you, you make the time.
0: Well, Adam, thank you for for taking the call. Thank you for being part of my network and part of my life. And I can't wait to continue with this relationship. Thank you so much. And this guy was... BBC be an awesome podcast. See you then.